Good morning, church. I'm so excited to be able to share with you this morning on this Easter Sunday, on Resurrection Sunday, and celebrate everything that that means for us. And I hope that uh, everyone watching is taking full advantage of the fact that today we get to celebrate Easter from our homes. And by full advantage of that, I mean, I hope that one hand is in a bowl of Easter eggs and the other hand is is holding a, a lightly toasted hot cross bun with a little bit of melted butter on it and you're taking advantage of the fact that no one can see you enjoying everything about Easter Sunday. And uh, I think that's one thing that I'm definitely missing this year about not being at North Lakes and being at church on Easter Sunday is the hot cross buns at the end of the service. I feel like we do them perfectly. I feel like whoever is in charge of the hot cross buns just gets the, the, um, the, the toast ratio and butter to toast ratio perfect. And uh, that's an important part of the hot cross bun experience. And so I'm missing that today. But um, no, I'm excited to be sharing with you. And uh, I want to take a moment quickly to welcome those who may have, um, you know, stumbled across this link or you might have heard, uh, seen someone talk about it on Instagram and, and you thought, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a chance today to church and I'm going to take a moment and, and I'm going I'm to see what it's all about. And I want to start by telling you this, that everything that we celebrate on Easter, the resurrection and uh, the, the cross and the, and the forgiveness and the resurrection and the freedom that we celebrate is for you. And it's not just available to, to, to us, but it's available to you. And when in, in John 3.16, when he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. He was talking to you. And what he did on the cross and, and, and by rising was for you. And uh, I want to encourage you and I want to tell you that he loves you, that he is for you, that uh, no matter how bad you think you've been or no matter what you've done, what he did on the cross and the resurrection covers it all and that he, is, he, he loves you this morning. And so I, I pray and I hope that as you listen, that you're filled with his love, that you're filled with his hope and you're filled with his peace. And uh, this morning... As we carry on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the resurrection and um, it's a perfect morning to look at that story. And we're going to look at uh, Matthew and Matthew's account of the resurrection. And uh, before we do that, I'm, I'm going to pray. And, um, and so I, I encourage you to, to get your Bible and to open it up to Matthew. And, uh, and then we're going to read about the resurrection. Let's pray. Lord God, I, I just thank you so much for your love. I thank you that uh, you've set us free, Jesus. Thank you that you fulfilled what you said you were going to do by dying on the cross and then rising and, and, and resurrecting from the grave and leaving that empty tomb and what that empty tomb means for us today, that we get to walk in freedom, free from sin and free from guilt and shame. And Lord, I, I, I just thank you that you've defeated the enemy and everything that that means for us. And so, Lord, as I speak, I step out of the way and I pray that you speak through me and that uh, you will just touch the hearts of all those listening this morning. Amen. Awesome. Well, um, we're going to read this, this resurrection story. And, and as I was reading it and as I was going through it, there was just this one moment that, that really stood out to me and it jumped off the page at me. And, and I mean, everything about this story, everything about this verse and this chapter jumps off the page because it's an incredible event and it's, it's the greatest event in human history. But uh, there was just this one moment that I believe Jesus was teaching me and uh, the Lord was teaching me uh, through it. And, and I want to share that with you this morning. 
And so we're going to read from 28. It says this, Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the woman, Don't be afraid. I know you were looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying and now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The woman ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. As they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee and they will see me there. It's an amazing event, but, but there's this one moment that I want to pull out right now and, and it's in verse 8. And it says this, The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And as I read that and as I thought about that, it confused me a little bit because I thought to myself, I'm like, how can in a moment and how can in, in, in the same space be very frightened, but also filled with great joy. You know, I think that sometimes I find myself going through things in life and having moments in life where I feel anxious or I feel fearful or I feel stressed. And I tell myself and I allow myself to think that in those moments, those feelings are the only thing that can be present in my life. And I think we live in a world that says that. I think we live in a world that says that if you're an anxious person, that's just who you are. That if you're fearful, that that's all that resides in your life, that there is no space for anything else other than those feelings. And so we label people and we label these things and and we tell people, hey, that's just who you are. That's the only thing that can reside. And, And so people just walk around thinking that because they are anxious, or because they have anxious moments or anxious feelings that that's just who they are now. Because they're fearful that that's just who they are. And so we allow those labels and we allow those things to, to tell us that we cannot experience anything else. But as I was reading this and I questioned, I'm like, how can these women in the same moment be very frightened but also filled with great joy. And it's in that tension that I want to speak to today. And I want to encourage us today because I believe that there is room for both. And I believe that the resurrection allows there to be room for, for, for everything in our life. And I believe that in, in this, we can experience the, the, the good things of God, even though there are going to be trials and sorrows and through everything we can have those moments. And so I think that one of the greatest misconceptions about being a Christian and about following Jesus is the fact that uh, people think that we're just never ever going to go through hard times, that there's never going to be anything that causes us pain, that there's never going to be anything that causes us to suffer or to have sorrow. And so they think that, you know, when we follow Jesus, it's just all sunny days, that, uh, you know, we, we don't, 
the, the police don't pull us over, that we don't have to face any troubles, that, uh, that just Jesus just, you know, makes it that we just don't go through any bad thing. But it is so opposite to what actually Jesus tells us is going to happen in the Bible. And if you look at John 16 and in verse 33, See, Jesus talking to His disciples and this is a moment before he's, he's about to go to the cross and He's telling them what is about to take place. And He ends the chapter by saying this and, and making a statement that is very blunt and, and it's kind of hard to take, but at the same time, incredible and, and sets us free. And uh, He says this, Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but... Take heart, for I have overcome the world. You see, He doesn't just say to us, He doesn't just say, hey, um, so there's a possibility that you're going to go through some hard times or, you know, there's just, a, there's a slight chance that you may, you may go through some sorrows or anything like that. No, he, he says to us, hey, you will go through, and then this is crazy again. He doesn't just say a few. He doesn't say a couple. He doesn't say, oh, that, that, that you're going to go through just a couple. He says, hey, you're going to go through many trials and sorrows. And he's talking to his people right now. He's talking to his followers right now. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And I think that right here, He's telling us that, hey, you're going to have moments where you feel those things. You're going to have moments where life throws at you challenges and trials and situations and and sorrows that are going to make you feel all of these things. And I think sometimes we, we, we tell ourselves as Christians and as people that if we're good Christians and if we're good followers of Jesus, then we should never, ever feel these things. That we should never feel the bad feelings or we should never feel anxious. We should never feel fearful. We should never feel depressed. We should never feel stressed. We should never, ever feel those things because if we're good Christians, we should only feel joy. We should only feel hope. We should only feel peace and love. And so we tell ourselves that there is no room for this, we shouldn't feel this because if we're good, then we should only feel the good things. But Jesus is telling us, hey, you're going to go through trials. You're going to go through sorrows. You're going to go through hard times. And so you're going to have these feelings. This is a human response to these trials and these things. But in the same sentence and in the same moment, He says, hey, you're going to go through many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And that in that resurrection and in that moment and in what Jesus has done today, we can take heart in the fact that He has overcome and that we can have joy in that. And so we go back to the women at, at the tomb and, and, and the lesson that Jesus showed me the, and, and taught me, and it's this, is that what the women saw, the circumstances that surrounded them, caused them to be filled and and be very frightened. But what they knew, and that was that Jesus had defeated the grave, caused them to be filled with great joy. Church, sometimes what we see, 
Sometimes what we're surrounded by, sometimes the circumstances that in front of us, the trials and the sorrows that Jesus says we're going to go through, the things that we see are going to cause us to be filled with fear or filled with stress or filled with anxiety. But church, what we know And that is that Jesus has conquered the grave, that Jesus has overcome the world, causes us in the same moment to be filled with great joy, to be filled with hope and to be filled with peace. And it's in this that we know that we don't just have to give in to the label that we are only the anxious person, that we were only the fearful person. No, we're gonna have those feelings because we're human and that's a human response to trials and sorrows. But in the same moment, we know that we can have great joy because whatever life throws at us, whatever challenges come our way, Jesus is overcome when He left the empty tomb and He conquered the grave and He, and he conquered death. And so whatever it is that you're facing, don't think that there is only room in your life for the bad feelings or the feelings that are, are, are the human response. No, in those moments, you can also be filled with the great joy because you know that Jesus has conquered the grave. A few years ago, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. And you, might have, and you may have walked through that journey yourself or you may know someone who, is, who has or is walking through that journey. And, and when you hear those words, and I remember when dad told me that this was the diagnosis and this is what he was going through, the human response is that you're filled with fear that you're filled with, with anxious thoughts, that you're frightened. And it's not wrong of you to have those feelings when sorrows and trials and those diagnoses and those reports and those circumstances surround you and what you see looks, looks terrible and, and, and it's a challenge that you're going through. It's not a bad thing. You're not a bad follower of Jesus or a bad Christian if you have those feelings. And Dad was faced with that. I remember he, 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 he would tell me that, you know, he, he was fearful, he was frightened. But in the same moment and in the same breath, he would tell me that God is good and that God has conquered the grave and that there is nothing that the enemy is going to throw at him that is going to defeat him because Jesus has already left it behind. Jesus has already beaten it. And so in those moments, yes, he was afraid, but he was never without joy. He was never without the feeling of great joy because he knew that what God has done, what he saw caused him to be afraid, but what he knew caused him to be filled with joy. And that is available to each and every one of us. Church, we're going to go through things. Jesus tells us that in the Bible. He tells us that, hey, this life is not going to be easy, that you're going to go through many things. But he says, take heart for I have overcome the world. The things that you're going through, the things that you're facing, they don't define you. They don't, that's not your identity. That's not who you are. That's not the only thing that you are. Jesus has conquered the grave. We have the ability to, in the same moment, be filled with great joy, to have hope, to have peace. In anxious moments when what we see causes us to be anxious, what we know fills us with peace. What, we, what we, we see that causes us to be fearful, what we know, and that is Jesus has conquered the grave, causes us to be filled with joy. And that might be you this morning and, and you might say, hey, you know what, for so long, 
because of the things that I'm facing and because of the things that I'm walking through, this is what I've been feeling. And you know, when you go through a hard time, when you go through a crisis, when you go through a challenging time, we see it right now, when, when, when life squeezes you, something got to, something's got to come out. And we see it everywhere at the moment with, with, the, with what the world is going through. People are being squeezed right now. And because we feel like there is only one thing that we can feel and, and if we feel fearful, then that's it. Then when we're squeezed, then fear is what's going to come out. And we see that. We see people fearful at the moment. We see people afraid. We see people anxious. And because we're told that that's the only thing we can feel, that's what is coming out in society. People need to understand that, yes, life is is going to be hard sometimes, but there is nothing that is too great for Jesus. There is nothing that Jesus hasn't conquered when He rose from the dead. And so despite those things, we can be filled with joy. And at the moment, this is for you too. And I want to encourage you and I want to tell you, you might think that how do I get this? How do I have that? How do I, in a moment of fear, have hope? How, how in a moment of anxiousness do I have peace? And it's a simple thing that you just have to accept Jesus and accept what He has done for you and accept the gift of salvation and accept the sacrifice that He made and the freedom that has been given to us when He, when he left the tomb empty. And so I want, to, I want to take a moment right now to give you the opportunity to, to accept Jesus. And it's just a decision when He died on the cross and He rose from the grave, He made it so simple for us to have access to the Father and to have access to this joy and this peace and this hope that we don't have to go through a course, we don't have to take time, we don't have to be good for a certain amount of time, but we can just make a decision in this moment right now to accept Him. And we can live in the knowledge that Jesus has overcome and so simply this, I just ask that you bow your head. And if this is something that you want to accept today, the love and the peace and the hope and the salvation of Jesus, I just want you to say these words. Jesus, I give you my life. And it's as simple as that. Now there are going to be conversations and God is going to reveal more and more and more as you learn more about Him. But This is it, Jesus, I give you my life. And as you allow Him in and as He comes in, you don't have to just be these things anymore. You don't only have to give in to the labels that the world puts on you and says that this is the only thing that can reside because now Jesus is in you. We're going to face hard times. We're going to go through hard things and those things are going to be hard and and, and are going to to cause us to feel things. But now Jesus is with you. And so in those moments, we can be filled with great joy and we can be filled with hope and peace and love. Let me pray, church. Lord God, I just thank you. I thank you for the hope, the joy, the love and the peace and every good thing that we can experience through your resurrection. And Lord Jesus, I just pray for anyone this morning who has accepted you, Jesus. I just thank you for the decision that they've made to accept you into their life, Jesus. And I just pray as they walk forward now that they will know that they're never alone. That when we go through the hard times in life, when we go through the sorrows and the trials, that 
they never walk alone through them and that they don't only have to feel those things, but they can feel the good things of you, Jesus, because you are walking with them and you are with them. And so, Lord Jesus, we thank you. We love you. Amen. Church, be blessed. Have a great rest of your Easter Sunday. We love you.